Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. We had some fun with this one and did some role playing. This is our sales training episode two. People do not buy your features, they only buy on benefits. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 305 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge. And I'm with my chuckling co-host, Adam Callum. Because you know what's coming, H, because we did <laughs> this do. intro before and I dropped the ball. Funny fact about number 305 is there's a chap called Mr. 305, a.k.a. Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold it together, H. We've done this before, guys. If this is the first time you're joining the show, we normally have a much better intro, but we have got some good spirits today. <laughs> Come on, H. Come on. AKA Pitbull, AKA Armando Christian <laughs> Perez. And I'm going to try and find a fun fact. Oh Not every gosh. show because I'm going to struggle because you literally had to tell me about this one. I, so, t- I told you about Mr. 305. We're still going with it, guys. If you have a fun fact about numbers 306 and upwards, <laughs> please email them in because I wasted 15 minutes trying to find a fun oh fact of this gosh. show. Harry, today. We are getting on with our sales training that started last Wednesday. And what we were talking about in that episode, H? Smart goals. (laughs) And smart stands for, let me see if I can remember this from the previous recording. (laughs) (laughs) Get it together, Harry. Smart stands for. (laughs) Okay, Harry, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna leave this in. We're going to leave this in, oh. but put it at the end. Specific. Oh, we're carrying on. Measurable. Yes. Attainable. Yes. Realistic. Yes. And time... Uh, timely. Timely. Timely, time-specific. Nailed it. Completely, 100%. Guys, if you have got some goals in place, you know what you're working towards, whether you're a CEO, entrepreneur, founder, you're a salesperson, marketer, whatever you do in your day job, or, you, or whatever you're trying to build on the side... You need to be setting smart goals for the business, for the tasks. Otherwise, you have no idea whether you're winning or losing. So that was last Wednesday. Today, we're going to get into more of the sales training and we're going to talk about features, advantages, and benefits. A huge topic, one that we need to get into. Harry's chuckling <laughs> away on the other side of the mics. Uh, I'm just thinking of what object to give you. <laughs> so. Last week, we spoke about smart goals. Today, we're speaking about features, advantages, and benefits because people do not buy based on features, but majority of salespeople only speak about features. So, Harry, if I ask you the feature of a product in front of you, what would you pick a product? Uh, I'm going to go with the same one as last time, (laughs) the Zoom H6. We're going to be thinking, how far did you record the last... (laughs) We basically got to the end and it just fell... Fell apart. (laughs) Fell apart. No worse than the beginning of this show, to be honest. (laughs) So, we're going to go with the Zoom H6. So, for the listeners of this show, just... This isn't part of this, but what is that thing? Zoom H6 is the recorder we use and... Yeah, it's the recorder we use to record the show. Cool. So we, we plug microphones into it yep. and we record the show. Yep. So Harry, list off a feature of that Zoom. Feature four XLR inputs, which is basically the microphone cables that we can we can plug four in. Hundred percent. So guys, when you're thinking about the features of your products or service, whatever you sell, this is literally <clears throat> the things that you put on the side of the box. So if you're walking into an Apple store and you were buying a new iPhone or an iPad, we're talking about the specs. We're talking about 
how much memory it has. We're talking about what else is a variable? The megapixels the, in a camera. Exactly. The, the, the details, the specification. So, H, that has got four micro, I'm going to call them microphone inputs yep. for the listeners of the audience. So then we move on to advantages. Okay. So mm-hmm. most sales professionals only speak about features and benefits. I think there's an opportunity to miss the middle. I, ca- I tend to use advantages a little bit aggressively mm-hmm. because what advantages are is when you reposition or should I say position that product relative to something else in the market. And depending on how aggressive you want to be, you could literally say, as does X, which means it's a great fit for you because your competitors, what you're currently using, doesn't. Okay, okay. so it's an advantage over something else in the marketplace. So just educate me on this. We spent about 400 pounds on that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why did we actually upgrade to that? Because the previous one we had only had two mic inputs. Two mic inputs. So we wanted to upgrade to four. So uh, the advantage of that product, if I was coming in and trying to sell it to you, when I'm positioning it against the last one you've got, or the one you had then, mm-hmm. is the advantage of this one, Harry, is this has four microphone inputs, where the last one only has two. Yep. Yep. Now, most salespeople stop there. They go, oh, this has got more microphone inputs for the H. That doesn't really make a difference. No one cares about the number of microphone inputs. They care about the benefit of those microphone inputs. So just tell me why we took budget and spent it on that. How did it help us? Because previously when we only had two inputs, we had to, if we ever had a third or a fourth person on the show, it meant we had to bring in other mics. uh, And the way it works, it meant that there was more editing in the... uh, after the fact and it like had to sync up the audio files and it was just it was just a pain it was just a pain yeah so this is where everyone listening right now needs to think about their own products that speak about the features and the advantages and we really need to drill into the benefits and if you can't understand it from what your customers speaking about like me and you are talking about this right now yeah keep asking why so why is it a pain for you having two microphone inputs and then using another source because when it comes to editing uh, so it will sync the audio files, but obviously when you're using a different mic, that's a completely separate file. So it wasn't synchronized. It means I have to sync it in post and then do any other editing because of noise and things like that. So it probably take an extra 30 minutes to an hour on an edit. Wow. Okay. So the benefit for you was having that, even though it's an outlay of 400 pounds, which mm-hmm. I understand is a lot of money, you're going to save 30 minutes to an hour per show yep. that you edit with that. So the benefit is this Zoom H6 saves you time. Mm-hmm. That's the real benefit we need to drill into. So guys, if you listen to this, what I do recommend right now is that you you make a you make a product matrix basically. So whatever you sell, if you sold that Zoom H6, you could write down all the features, okay? Column A, mm-hmm. write down all the advantages. So that's when you reposition it against another product in the market or something that you're trying to upsell from. The benefit is what we need to drill into. Key thing is, as I mentioned earlier, is a poor salesman will just read off all the features. A professional salesperson will identify the need of their customer and then match the benefits of their product against the need. This is where you don't go through every single benefit of your product just Mm. because you've done the exercise. This is where you need to identify the needs of the customer and then go, actually, I know the benefits of my product. The page in our booklet literally says, know your shit in our printed workbook because you need to know this inside out because as a professional, you need to very quickly identify why is this customer having a problem right now? Why are they in the market for this potential Mm -hmm. solution? And then how do I match my product or service with their needs by using the benefits? Does that make sense? Yep. Cool. Let's do an example. 
<laughs> Let's role play. Yeah. Pick a product. We're at our desks right now. Pick a product. Do you want to go for a pen? Let's do a pen. That'll, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? I have seen Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. So we're not. what we're not going to do is take the pen off you. And supply say, and demand. Supply and demand stuff. Okay. So uh, let's use a pen. So... <laughs> you've just passed me the blandest looking pen in the world what just for the listeners of the audience because we actually don't have any video on this no. uh, it is just a, describe the pen for it's me it's a color color is beige um, beige lid beige tip transparent body and then it's got country hotel or whatever the branding is it's from it's from a hotel basically this is from a hotel that you stayed at uh, I believe I was in the lobby at some point <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So for point of context, we have a branded pen from a hotel and I'm going to position myself as a sales rep for uh, a stationary company that yep. sells pens and you are going to be the hotel manager. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. Tune into this role play after this break. Harry, I appreciate your time today. How are you? I am good. Uh, very busy. So... No, I appreciate that. I said, just for context, just so I don't take too much time up, how long have we got together to go through this? <laughs> 10 minutes. 10 minutes. If you don't wow me in 10 minutes, I'm releasing the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant stuff. Uh, as you know, my company, we sell stationery. Uh, we sell own branded stationery. Uh, but before I really get into that, I just want to use the first couple of minutes just to understand, with the Country Hotel, how are you currently advertising and marketing things here? Um, local magazines, Email blasts. Cool. So magazines, how are they working for you? Is that curious? Great. I guess. What's the budget that you spend on that? <laughs> you wouldn't believe. Thousands. Okay. Uh, two grand for a two-page spread. Okay, fair enough. And when the customer comes through the door and they come and have a great experience here, mm -hmm. do you do anything like review collection or anything like that? TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. How's that working? I'm always keen to know about TripAdvisor, actually. I hear good and bad things about it. It's people review people review our hotel, and oh. they review it fairly well. So you went a bit of work of recommendations. Four and a half out of five. So would you say recommendations is key to the business. Yeah. Cool. So I guess that's what brings me into the reason that I'm here today. I can see as I walked in on the corridor, you've got you got beautiful hotel. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Got a beautiful brand, but I don't really see that when I walk in the corridor. Okay. <laughs> Do you like the beige? <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm as I'm walking through, I can see that you've you've got notepads and pens and bits mm -hmm. like that for your for your guests. Yep. But none of them have got your brand on. And I think one of the things that we've learned over well, time own brand and stuff costs more, so a hundred percent agree with that. In terms of it costing more, if you just thought about it as in you're just buying the pen, I'd completely agree. Like the last thing you, last thing I want to do in coming here is increase your marketing budget. Mm. I actually don't want you to spend any more money. What, what, like it. <laughs> what we found by doing this, we've been around for 15 years as a stationery company, is when people come to us and they buy own branded pens, they're not really buying a pen. What they're trying to do is keep your brand top of mind for the customers. And I understand the sort of clientele that you go after recommendations you've already outlined are really key mm -hmm. for you the thing that we found is when a customer takes these away and they're gifts basically at the end of the day they feel better about it you give them a gift they take it away and they use it at home this keeps it top of mind and when they've got guests around their house it's the easiest way for them to give a recommendation do you think recommendations are important to the business yes 
So do you think it's worth using this as a test to see if we can increase the number of recommendations you have by giving away some own branded stationery? We can do a nice little gift set. We can do some pens, we can do some pads, and we can do some referral cards. And what we can do is directly track how many of those referral cards come back in off this. And we can just basically compare it directly against what you're spending with your magazine prints. And if we find out this is more cost effective, I will come back in and ask for more budget, but only once we've done that initial test. Does that sound like something we can go ahead with? Like it. How much is that gonna cost me? See what we've done here, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's come out of the role play. That was a really interesting one, because I don't sell stationery, I don't sell shit like this. But the key thing is, for everyone listening to the show, is firstly, there's this whole line of questioning and qualifying customers. Mm -hmm. We'll go into that in a future date. The process that we just went through is what we're trying to do is take, take away the fact that we're selling a pen. Because like you say, the store manager doesn't need to buy more pens. They have pens. What you need to identify is what benefit the pen can bring them. And don't get me wrong, it was fairly loose. We did it on the fly. Mm -hmm. But this pen is going to help them do brand awareness marketing and potential referrals. He's already qualified to me that referrals are important. And as you go through that line of questioning, and we get into this in more detail in a future episode, but as you go through that line of questioning, we're trying to identify what are the benefits of my products because there's a finite number of benefits that I can offer. I'm trying to take that line of questioning until a point that I hear something from my prospect. Got it. He mm. cares about referrals. What I do is own branded stationery, so I can build a referral pack for him. And he's already said I've got 10 minutes of his time and he wants me to show him a direct ROI. Mm. I need to wow him or he's going to release the hounds. Okay. Mm. So what I did is pull that through and say, actually, as a benefit, what if I can increase the number of referral business you have and save you money on your magazine print. I'm not selling you a pen. I'm selling you a new marketing channel that's gonna save you money compared to where you're spending money elsewhere right now. Or me and you yeah, know, no, no, that makes sense, all that makes sense. Any questions what if, on that? What if, um, what if you can't find uh, something that to, to jump off of, so like you couldn't find referrals? What if, what if it wasn't a right fit? Do you still just try and make a sale? And, no, 100%. And so, walk, walk away with the one-off um, one-off package with the pads and the pen and things like that and then never ne never hear from them again or do, you, or do you try and keep a bit more about it and just think like, you know what, I'm going to respect you and I'm not going to force a sale that I don't see going long-term. So a couple of things. Firstly, great question. So a couple of things is there's, there's a couple of stages to the sales process. So one is qualifying your customers. So it sounds like what I've done in this situation is I've outbounded you and I've basically got 10 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't an inbound inquiry. Inbound inquiries, you have to make sure you qualify your customer's needs before you go and spend any time with them. We'll get onto that in a future show, all about qualifying customers. So your line of logic or your line of question then is, if I've, if I've managed to get 10 minutes of your time and I'm trying to sell you my wares, and if I can't find something to jump off yeah. and then take that down the benefit routes of my product, what do I do? Yeah. So as a professional, if you've done this, and as long as you're not four weeks into the job, you should have some case studies. What I, what I was trying to do, and again, if, if this was real, I would have three, four, five different case studies for each of my benefits of my products. So if I knew that having own branded pens and stationery increased referrals, as I went down that line of questioning, even if you didn't mention referrals, I would have said, well, listen, I, I understand that word of mouth for every hotel is important mm. because we've done three different case studies in this market where we've helped other hotels just like yourself increase the number of referrals and what that's actually done is save them money on other marketing activities they're doing 
So that's, I would have taken yeah. the conversation where I wanted it to go. The key thing for every salesperson is to have an, an A, a B, a C, all the way through to a close, and you take your customer on that journey. You never let them control the conversation. All I'm trying to do is have a quick chat with you. I actually want you to tell me the benefits that mm -hmm. you're looking for, because then what <laughs> I'll do is I'll repeat it back in your own words. If you say, actually, TripAdvisor is really important, because of the referrals and the recommendations we get from it, I will then throughout the rest of the sales process use that as the benefit that I drill into. Mm -hmm. I don't need to tell you all the other benefits. I just have to keep drilling in the fact that you care about TripAdvisor reviews and recommendations, and this is a cheap way of increasing your referral marketing. So we can take some of the money away from your print media, which I know is very expensive. We're gonna save you some money on there. And on top of increasing the referral business, we're gonna make your customers feel a little bit more valued as mm -hmm. they come through the door because they're taking a gift away with them and we can make it into a nice branded do you know what i'm saying is you yeah, take yeah. it down that line of yeah. logic so guys does that first h does that all make sense yep so what's a feature feature is a literal feature of the product what it can do advantage advantage is relative to the competition so has something against something that doesn't have it or like has it. more of it compared yep. to the competition benefit and the benefit is the benefit directly to the person you're speaking to. So it can save you time because it's it speeds up a process. So let's do or, or one- make something easier. Let's do one example. So some of this Fitbit. You're the Fitbit guy. Let's go through it. Uh, want a Fitbit? <laughs> <laughs> How are you currently tracking your steps? <laughs> um, where would I start? What has this conversation started? Have so, you come to me or have I come to you? I've walked into the Fitbit shop and I'm browsing and you're one of the reps on the ground. Hey, Adam, I see you're looking at Fitbit. Can I help you today? <laughs> so the really interesting one, actually, and we're, get, we're getting off topic here, but the, the can I help you question, uh, I, I don't really like, but we'll go into that another Is that show. because you can say no? Yeah. Uh, I much prefer... So the, if I came in and said, I see you're looking at Fitbit, what are you looking for specifically? 100%. I would take it one step higher to try and establish the benefit, which is, hey, Harry, I can see you're looking at Fitbits. Just out of curiosity, what, what puts you in the market? Why are you looking for a Fitbit today? Why are you looking for a mm. Fitbit? And that's that's hoping that I identify my need and then you match the benefit. So let's try that. Cool. Hey, Adam. I see you're looking at a fine selection of Fitbits today. What, what's what got you in the market for a Fitbit? Uh, to be honest, man, I'm just... Uh, I feel a bit overweight, uh, and I'm, I'm keen mm. to try and can try and just do something, hold myself accountable. No, I, I I can respect that. Um, accountability is a big thing when trying to achieve your goals. One of the best ways to do that is to have something that's tapping you on the back of the shoulder every five minutes. One of these Fitbits is great because it keeps track of activity, uh, and it's it serves as a, as a reminder sort of every day because it's right there on your wrist to look at. Cool. So you did interesting thing there. So you spoke about the feature, which is it tracks your activity. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of half stepped into the fact that it's a benefit. I think too many salespeople do that in terms of they blend the two together without really, okay. so I call it find the find the wound and expose it. I'm an aggressive salesperson mm -hmm. when I do training. Uh, so the wound right now is this person feels overweight and you need to expose, <laughs> you need to expose the fact. Hey not, fatty. Not, <laughs> I don't mean expose the weight thing. You need to expose heavily the benefit that that's going to drive in terms of accountability i gave you this i gave you the clear objective mm -hmm. the objection that i need to be held accountable 
and you went firstly you empathize with the customer which is amazing so it's hey i completely empathize with that uh, i understand it's so difficult sometimes to sell top of what you want to do like life gets busy one of the key things is about the fitbit is it actually does all the tracking for you so what that means for you is when you wake up every single day you're going to know how active you were the previous day and it's actually going to set you your own goals for that day so it's like having your own personal trainer on your wrist with you at all times giving you a nudge to make sure you stay healthy. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I get it. What is it about it right now that you think isn't a perfect fit for you? I wouldn't actually say that because it's a negative statement, but I'm going to role play it. Uh, I could ignore it. Completely agree. I feel like it's an overpriced pedometer. Okay, so when it comes to the price, if price wasn't an issue here, do you think the features that it does, having the personal training wrist, is enough to make you think, actually, I'll go ahead with this? Is it, is it just down to the price? Potentially, potentially. If I'm, if I'm price sensitive, then yes. Uh, but I also don't have any experience with it, so I don't know really the, the value of, like, I, if I'm gonna drop 100 quid on this thing, I need yep. to know if it's 100 quid's worth of of quality completely get it now just out of curiosity in in your life right now i know we're talking about fitness like what mm -hmm. else do you do to stay fit or is it is this your first step to trying to get fit <laughs> i took a taxi to the front door so <laughs> any, this any, is my first steps any gym memberships or anything like that uh right now as an overweight individual yeah no no memberships this is this is my first step this fitbit right here is my first step well firstly i just want to say like a big congrats like Actually taking the first... Stop rubbing my belly. Taking, <laughs> taking the first step to, to look after your own fitness is super important. And I think if you looked around here where we are near Birmingham, like gym memberships are 40, 50 pounds a month. Mm. The way that we, we really want to help everyone get fit at the lowest price possible. So for us, having that on your wrist is the same price as, as a membership for two months, but you have that with you every single day reminding you, not just when you're in the gym. Mm. I want you to leave here today feeling like you've made the right steps towards your fitness. And if it just came down to price, which I honestly don't think it is, I think that's the right, the right move forward for you. Would you agree? I'm sold. Very good, that was Adam. <laughs> but, like, guys, and, and trust me, like, if, it, I, if the, I- The way you, the way you were able to identify what the, the key kind of issue is, like if I'm, if I'm yeah a gym on your wrist is what you turn that into 100% so mm. but guys don't get me wrong like if I'm selling my own products I know my ins and outs like I will tie this guy up left right and center when I understand it I'm trying to sell shit right now I have no idea about but hopefully these little role plays will give you some of the insights of how to navigate sales conversations what if what if someone uh, and I'm sure you'll have an answer to this but what if someone doesn't just straight up doesn't like being sold to yep and we'll just shoot you down, even though they're like, even though, okay, so if you'd like have you. if you'd have, yeah, if, yeah, if, if you'd have left me to my own devices, I'd have made my own decision and bought one today, yep. but then you come along and start speaking to me and trying to sell me one, and then that completely puts me off. Is that just someone that's, you just gotta draw a line through and then you're never gonna sell to them? So, no, in, in short, when we, when we start thinking about how we qualify our customers, the key thing is, especially in a retail environment, in my personal experience, uh, is no one likes to be sold to, but everyone likes to buy. 
Okay, we all yep. like to go shopping, but no one like no one likes that guy coming over. This is all how you position what you do, and I think more of if if we literally went down this route in a retail environment, I think the the sales uh, the sales rep, the guy on the floor, should be giving you an experience and not trying to sell to you. Like too many sales guys mm. forget the fact that when you sell, step one is build rapport, uh, and they go straight in for a close. Yeah. Whereas if you're holding that. And I came up to you and I was like, hey, Harry, can see you're in the market for a, or can, hey, thanks for coming into Fitbit. Uh, what are you looking for today? Mm. Let's go through it, be difficult. Uh, I'm just looking for something to monitor kind of activity in the gym and, and I just want more data. You want some more data, cool. Yeah. And do you know much about Fitbit? Do you know what we do here? Yeah, I've been looking online, seeing, seeing the different products you offer. Um, so obviously you've got the basic ones the way all the way up to the smartwatch now uh, yeah but I'm just trying to figure out what's kind of right for me no I understand also you're looking online so I'm not going to bore you with all the features and yep. the specs because you've probably done that research mm -hmm. I think one of the benefits of being in the store is you get to try it on because you're going to be wearing this a lot mm -hmm. can I come and help you try some on and have a look at some of the different colour straps see what suits you it's hard isn't it I would say I'd rather look at these myself and give you a shout when I'm kind of happy with what I'm looking at so that that comment there is really interesting because that's when you could completely put off your customer to the point they want to walk through the door mm. because from again from ju just speaking from me i don't want someone watching over me yep like i appreciate someone being there to help me and give give me answers to questions i might have but what i don't want is someone looking over my shoulder because then i feel under pressure it's, it's the aspect of someone looking at you thinking like you're only here to try and push something on me anyway yep so it's like i don't need you to sell uh, let me look is is where i'm at right now so i think the best thing for someone to do if they do sell in this environment is to walk into an apple store mm. uh, because they've nailed sales because people go in they know the brand they often know the products and they're there to browse mm. uh, a lot of the customers uh, and no apple no apple's rep will hard sell to you they never will uh, because people go in with the intent to buy it is all about understanding the types of customers that walk through the door and not trying to hard close everybody if you said if you literally were like very standoffish mm -hmm. in that situation you're like uh, no no I don't want to try any on I just want to have a look like a good sales guy then will take a step back he'll leave it on a positive report be like hey give me, give me a shout if you need anything I'm here if you've got any questions yeah exactly something like that like this is where so, this is where people get a bad taste in their mouth about sales because mm. they feel like they can't leave the customer without having sold to them and there are four different types of customers in the marketplace there's affluent sophisticated cheap and difficult and the key thing is is when you speak to a customer you need to identify who they are and we'll go through an exercise on a future show where we where we talk about what does a difficult customer sound like mm. what does an affluent customer sound like cheap like you'll understand when someone's walking through the door what do they sound like and that'll take you through a different line of questioning to get them to a close and there's loads of cool stuff around this about like progressive test closes identifying is your customer actually in the market or are they researching mm. if you've got like a sophisticated customer like you if you walk in and you're sophisticated you never ever try and hard sell a sophisticated customer the way that you and that's the person that's done the research the way that you sell to that customer is by adding more value to them mm. they want to learn more they've done research you will never be able to in increase time pressure on them because they're in the market, they've got their own time frame, and they're gonna do their own due diligence. The way that you win that customer over is by making them smarter by showing your expertise. The way that you interact with a cheap customer compared to an affluent customer is all very, very different. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very, I know we're get going on a bit now, but it's very interesting because I actually went in, because um, 
bought a new camera recently, uh, but I actually went into a store to look and hold one a couple of months ago. Yep. Um, but obviously, I've been looking up that product for a long time, so I kind of know. I kind of know it. The only thing I haven't done is physically held it. Yep. But when the guy, obviously, it's a two grand camera, so he's not just going to give it me and walk off. But uh, he kind of. He showed it me, showed me some of the new things on it. It's like, I was thinking like, I'm, I'm well aware of everything that this, this can do. I need to just, can, can I hold it now, please? So I had to like take it out of his hands so I could have yep. a go. And he was just kind of spouting off back of the box sort of things. And it was just, it was kind of, he was just getting in the way. I, I mean, I was only kind of browsing just because I wanted to feel it there and then anyway. But from him just kind of showing me, oh, this is what it can do. It's like, I, I, I know. Yeah, and let's, let's assume that you, uh, you're actually in there with an intent to, to buy mm. the product. What that salesperson's done then is just waste three, seven, nine minutes of your mm. time reading features off that you were already aware of. Whereas if he was a professional, he would have put it in your hand and said, listen, you've come, cause you obviously asked for the name of the camera. Yeah. That's the biggest indicator. He's done some research. So, hey, Harry, you've clearly like got this camera in mind because you knew the model. Yeah, I told him the camera, the lens, I told him everything so I wanted. So you've told to- him you're a sophisticated <laughs> customer at that point. Yeah. So then what you have to do is, Harry, there you go, put it in a hand. Like you're obviously here today. Like what is it that you want to mm. learn about that camera that's yeah. that you, that's like a, like a sticking point for you? Why haven't you bought it yet? What's the thing you want to know about it? Ask the damn question. Mm. Ask straight questions when you're doing a sales process. Save people the time. Like don't just read the stuff that's on the box if they identify themselves as a, we're going on now. So we'll go, yeah, I could do this all day, guys. That's Hope, why this is a 10-parter. <laughs> hopefully this has been at least a little bit interesting. The role-playing mm-hmm. is always hard on products that you don't know yourself. Uh, but I think the fact that we do some stuff on the mics will hopefully identify mm-hmm. some of the things that you can do. Key thing off the back of this, guys, is super simple. Piece of paper or put it on a spreadsheet. Four columns, okay? Write down the product on the left-hand side. Then in the second column at the top, put feature write down all the features advantage positioning exercise against competitors or other products in the market and then a benefit make sure that you tie the benefit into something that's meaningful for the customer if it sounds like another feature keep asking yourself why why does this matter why does this matter Mm. why does this matter and then learn them inside out if you've already been in business you need to go and speak to your customers if you don't know understand the benefits that your product's driving go and speak to the customers and they'll tell you why did you buy our product send out a survey hear it in their own tone, in their own words, and then use that as you sell to more customers in the future. Features, advantages, and benefits. Super simple, in principle, super hard to implement as a sales professional. Cool, guys, if you've got any questions about today's sales training, do we call it training? If it was better, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, uh, if you've got any questions about what we've covered off or you want to learn more about this, stay tuned because we're going to go into some really interesting stuff moving forward. We're going to go into how to prospect, how to qualify your customers, how to walk people through a four-stage process all the way through to objection handling and closing. All really interesting stuff. If you've got any questions off the back of today's show or you can't identify your own benefits or there's any sticking points about how you communicate to the customer, please fire in an email. It's questions at startupdiary.club. Thank you, Harry. I've never once said the email on the show before. Fire it in or if you're in the Facebook group, jump in there. We'd love to carry on this conversation. Um, Or if you want to literally do some test sales and some role playing or some closing, jump into the group. We can jump on a Facebook Live and invite you onto the mics. Or if you want to jump on here and try and sell us your wares and we can identify where we feel it's going wrong, we'd love to hear from you too. Guys, thanks so much. If you got this far in this show, make sure you've hit that subscribe button and we'll see you on Friday for the next episode of the Startup Drive Podcast. (laughs) 